My message this morning to you is, it was there by faith that I received my sight. And I want to talk a little bit about our vision this morning. The theme is, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord. And I would ask you this morning, can you see the mountain? Talked last night, we heard the brothers speak. And when they come up on I-17 at the beautiful pine trees part, the mountain is in view. Glorious, isn't it? But I'm asking you this morning, can you see the mountain of the Lord? The church of Jesus Christ, can you see the Savior this morning? I was in Seattle last week, and I don't know many of you, uh, if you've ever been to Seattle, maybe some have, it's beautiful in the Northwest. But in the city of Seattle, and most of the city is at sea level, and you have Puget Sound, and you have Lake Washington, and it's right on the ocean, and then there is a mountain that's in the city, Mount Rainier. And the mountain stretches 14,000 feet. And everywhere in the city that you go, I look for it, you see the mountain. Everywhere. Though it's glorious, it, it doesn't even look real sometimes. When you really examine it, it just, it's there. Massive, glorious, white snow caps, and it's viewed from everywhere. Can you see? And I want to tell you this morning, brothers and sisters, friends, it starts with vision. And I want to open the scripture to a familiar story. And this story is found in 2 Kings, the 6th chapter. The story of the prophet Elisha. Many things, brothers and sisters and friends, this morning want to take our vision from us. Many things want to cloud our view. I handed my hanky to John this morning. John says, Pete, I need your hanky. I don't have one. I want to wear my glasses. I don't want to be clouded. Can't be clouded this morning. We have to be clear. Many things want to take our vision. When we look at the mountain, brothers and sisters and friends, sometimes it's a cloudy day. Sometimes the clouds are in front of the mountain. Can you still see the mountain when the clouds come? Sometimes there's a fog. Took off out of Seattle the morning, the Thursday morning. The fog was so thick, we had to sit on the runway for I don't know how long. Couldn't see. Can you still see when there's fog and when there's clouds and when there's rain, when the enemy's there, can you still see, brothers and sisters, the great mountain of the Lord? Second Kings, the sixth chapter, and I'm not going to read it all, but the Syrians decided to invade Israel. They're coming. king of Syria warred against Israel and took counsel with his servants, saying, In such and such a place shall be my camp. 
And the man of God, what a tiger, Elisha. Are you men and women of God this morning? I say amen. Do you have that vision? Says that the man of God sent unto the king of Israel, saying, Beware that thou pass not such a place, for thither the Syrians are come down. He wasn't even there, Elisha, and he seen where they were camping. Oh, the vision of Elisha. Well, you know what happens is the king of Syria gets frustrated. What's going on? He thought someone in his own army was telling the enemy their, their place. One of his servants said, not my lord, O king, but Elisha, the prophet that is in Israel, telleth the king of Israel the words that speakest in thy bedchamber. And he said, go and spy where he is, that I may send and fetch him. And it was told him, saying, Behold, he is in Dothan. You know what the king did? He, king Assyria took his whole army and he surrounded the city where Elisha was. It says that in the morning, the servant of Elisha gets up. And he goes out and says that when the servant of the man of God was risen early and gone forth, behold, a host had gone forth and compassed the city both with horses and chariots. And his servant said unto him, Elisha, he said, Alas, my master, how shall we do? The servant couldn't see Elisha. He couldn't see the power of God, brothers and sisters and friends. All those many wonderful things that Elisha had done. He had raised the dead. He had helped so many of the servants with him all those times. And now all he could see was the horses and chariots. That's all he could see. And Elisha answered him and said, Fear not, for they that be with us are more than with them. You know, and that servant, I, I could just see him. He probably was scratching his head saying, what are you talking about? We're surrounded here. We better wave the white flag. Elisha said, we got more. And I love this verse. And when it says, and Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray thee, open his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened the eyes of the young man. Oh, listen to this. People of God, the Lord opened his eyes and he saw and behold, the mountains were full of horses and chariots of fire round upon Elisha. Praise God this morning. The story goes on that Elisha caused the blindness to come upon the army and he led them right into the camp of Israel. And they didn't slay them. Oh, how the king of Israel wanted to hurt them. He didn't slay them. Elisha said no. Set before them bread and water and let them go back to the land of Syria that they might tell of what the Lord has done. Oh, what a man of vision! How he could see! 
took Daniel. And when the Babylonians took Israel and they laid siege on the city, the scripture says, and they took the temple and they pilfered it and they took the gold and all the vessels of honor and glory and they took it back. They burned the city, they burned the temple. There was nothing left. And Daniel and the three Hebrew children were sent before the king and they were supposed to eat meat and wine at the king's table. And Daniel would partake neither of the three Hebrew children. Oh, what a vision he had! And those young men had a vision! What was the vision, brothers and sisters and friends? They weren't going to defile themselves in a wicked and crooked land. Then Daniel would open his window, the scripture says, and it would face dark Jerusalem, which was destroyed. He had a vision that he would see that beautiful city again built up. Even when it was full of ashes, he would open his window and three times a day he would pray, facing, oh Lord, what someday he felt would be built again. Oh, the great mountain of the Lord, which is Jerusalem, of old as well. He was thrown into the lion's den. They were thrown into the fiery furnace, and they would not move because they had a mission of the glory of God. It was there, by faith, that I received my sight. Scripture teaches us that when the Lord sent out the 70, they came back, oh, they were stirred. Lord, even the devils are subject unto our name. And you know what the Lord said to them? Rejoice not in that. But rejoice that your names are written in the Lamb's Book of Life. They're written in heaven. Rejoice in that. It was there by faith that I received my sight. And now I am happy all the day long. The Lord then turned privately to them. He said to them, Blessed are your eyes that see the things that you see. For many kings and prophets have wished to see your day and have not been able to see it. Blessed are your eyes, brothers and sisters and friends, this morning, that see the things that you see, the great glories of Zion, the great glories of the Lord. Do you see them? Are they clear to you? Is the mountain beautiful and green and large and ever before you? The Lord says this. All things are delivered to me of my Father, and no man knoweth who the Son is. No man knoweth who the Son is but the Father, and who the Father is but the Son, and he to whom the Son will reveal him.
How do we get this vision, brothers and sisters and friends? How does it stay with us constantly, every day? We might see the great glory of the Lord on the mountain. I'll tell you, I can only tell you what the scripture says, and I can only tell you what's happened in my life. Of the vision that I received, Jesus said one time, whom do men say that I am? And you know in that day and time, they had the scriptures, they had the prophets of all, and some seen the Lord as Elijah, some seen him as John the Baptist, some seen him as a good man, but they didn't see him as the Savior, the Holy Messiah. They didn't have that vision. Then the Lord turned to his beloved apostles, his disciples. The Lord's turning to us this morning, brothers and sisters, and he's asking us a question. He's praying to the Father, Lord, let them see. He's asking us, whom do ye say that I am? Oh, the great mountain of the Lord is Jesus Christ. Peter spoke out, said, Thou art Christ, the Son of the living God. Flesh and blood, Peter, hath not revealed that to you, but my Father which is in heaven. And thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Not on Peter, not on the man himself, who just a few moments later denied the Lord, but on the principle of what revealed to Peter that Jesus was the Christ. It was the Holy Spirit, the Father, that revealed to him that he was Jesus Christ. All my faith I received my sight. It was that moment when the Lord revealed himself to us, brothers and sisters and friends, and we were able to see the mount of the Lord. And this church had great power is here. The power of Christ to reveal himself by the power of the Father unto mankind. And if sometimes you can't see the mountain, if it's not there in your vision and you're looking and you're trying to find it, if you have a head, as Jeff said all week long, and the, the vision's just not there, and we have to draw us closer to Christ, that his glory might be revealed to us. I can remember as a young man, and I had such a desire that someday, someday, I would join this church. I was born and raised in the gospel, and I had seen the glory of the Lord. I had seen the love of God. I had seen the mouth of the Lord from a distance. My hope was that I would find a wonderful mate, and I, I would convince her that this was the truth and she would accept the church. And you know, the Lord put my wife, Wendy, in my life. 
and she immediately fell in love with the things of God. She fell in love with me, and I wanted her to go, so she would go. Didn't really have a church of her own. And uh, when she went, the things that she heard was sweet to her. But you know, brothers and sisters, I didn't have 20-20 vision. I was happy with just her knowing that this was good. Someday I'll get baptized, not now. And that's as far as I wanted to go. We got married one year, two years. Go on Sunday, that was good enough. And I was enjoying myself and the things of the world. One day, in our little home, just her and I, she asked me a question. Hun, she said, why don't we go to church tonight? It was Wednesday night. I said, what? Church on Wednesday night, are you? And I actually, I, I remember I made her feel so bad. You could go, but I will never go on a Wednesday night. And she was quiet. Later on that night, we went to bed. And I could tell that she was weeping. I, I wouldn't look at her. I remember I laid in bed with my back towards her and I was facing the wall. And as she was weeping, she said to me, Pete, I'm afraid. Oh, oh, her vision was so clear. I'm afraid I know too much, she said. And if the Lord would call me home right now, what would I say to him? It was there by faith that I received my sight. And I remember laying there on my side, and the Spirit of God took hold of me, rushed through my body. I had such a fear that come over me, and right there my eyesight was crystal clear. Oh, I see the mouth of the Lord then in Christ Jesus. And he was beckoning me. I didn't say nothing to her, and we went off to sleep. But oh, that next Sunday, even Saturday night, how the devil tries, and he comes in from the sides, brothers and sisters. Sometimes he don't come head on. How's your peripheral this morning? Are we always just looking straight ahead? We need to see him from the sides, because he's coming. I remember that Saturday night we went out clubbing, and oh, it was uh, like the, the devil was trying to get one last lick in, but all oh, that Sunday morning hangover and all, found myself going to church, and the call of Christ came, and my vision was clear, and I stood upon my feet, said I want to surrender my life to Christ. My wife followed me. There I received my vision, seen so clear. Maybe you can think this morning of when the Lord revealed himself to you, when you were able to say, Thou art Christ, the Son of the living God. When you were able to say, when the enemy appeared, Ah, oh, the hills are filled with the host of glory and the chariots and the angels of the Lord. Maybe you can remember that time. For those of you that are in the congregation this morning, hear you desiring that vision. 
You know, brothers and sisters, I'm going to close with this. I feel this so strong in my heart. Brother Joel and I were speaking on the way up here. I was saying this to him as I was reading Brother Russell Cadman's writings. I believe this with all my heart this morning. There's coming a day, and I don't believe it's too far off, where the people of God will obey the Lord in everything. Everything will obey the Lord. Today, brothers and sisters, we do a good job, and we have a glorious church. But we still sometimes don't obey the Lord in all things. And I think that's fair to say. I think that's being honest. We have to be honest with each other. And I want to ask you this morning, is your vision clear that you can see the day when we will obey the Lord in all things? Not obeying one thing that he asked us to do. For those of you that are up in years and in your golden years of life, you think you'll see that day before the Lord calls you home. For those of us that are in the prime of life and we're laboring hard for the Lord, will we see that day right there in time? You young people, will you see that day where we will obey the Lord in all things? There is the mouth of the Lord. I feel today that we're not too far off. We're here at 7,000 feet. We're at the base camp. And we're sending parties out two by two to reach the summit. But someday we'll all get there, brothers and sisters. Will it be in our day and time? I believe that's up to us. I don't believe the Lord says, well, it's just a certain time. I believe that he's waiting and waiting for us to obey the Lord in all things. When that day comes, we'll see with such clarity, we'll see the glories of the Lord. Could we reach that this week? I believe we can. May, brothers and sisters, Christ revealed in us be alive and well. May we obey God in everything that we have promised to Him. May we see with a vision the mountain of the Lord Come rain, come shine, come clouds, come fog. May we see the of the Lord. May God ever beckon us up to the summer this morning. I love each and every one of you. May God bless you. Is my humble prayer. You can connect with the GMBA on YouTube, all major podcast platforms, and Instagram. Make sure to like and subscribe, leave a comment, and share this with someone you know. Thank you.